Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 15 and verse 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeying to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there rose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. So he didn't waste any time getting away from home, and he went to a faraway country because he wants to do things away from his parents where they don't know what's going on. But they do know what's going on. In fact, it, it, the word comes back, even as far away as he went, the word still comes back, and they know, as his brother says later, he's wasted his money on harlots and partying. That's what he's done, and they know it. And yet he goes away, his father's taken this lifetime to gather all of this, and he wastes it in a very short period of time with prodigal living. Prodigal means wild and excessive in the sense of partying and wasting money, and just throwing money around, you know, thinking you have a... It's going to last forever, but then as things happen, economics change, and no matter how much money he might have had, a severe famine hits the land. Now, I don't know that any of us in this room, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think anybody here has ever experienced severe famine. We've seen it from afar on TV. If you're old enough, like back in the early 80s, I remember Ethiopia, remember that? Ethiopia, some of you older folks remember that. And, you know, there was a famine in Ethiopia, and there's been famines in other places, a lot of times in Africa, where the climate's just so, and everything dies, or the locusts come through and eat everything, and, and it wasn't like it is today. I mean, we, we get upset when we lose our toilet paper, right? And we, we're, we talk about that still. You remember when there wasn't any toilet paper? Oh my goodness, it was awful. You know, like the worst thing ever happened to me, you know? It's ridiculous. But can you imagine, it doesn't matter how much money you have or how much resources you have, you can't buy food and people around you are actually dying of hunger. And that's what a famine was. It was an awful, awful thing that we see happen within the Old Testament. And that's what was happening in this ancient world. It's the worst thing that could ever happen. Verse 15, it says, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him to, into his field to feed swine. Now, so this is a nice way of saying he sold himself into slavery, or he became some sort of indentured servant. Basically, he's probably just working for a place to sleep and a little bit of food, and that's his wages, his slave labor. And so he's working, and not only that, it tells us that he went to a faraway Gentile country. He didn't go up north to Galilee or something. He is in a Gentile country because pigs were not an animal that was considered clean, right? And Jews did not keep pigs, and so he's out in Gentile country, and he finds himself feeding pigs. And isn't that the way that it is? If we're not under the Father's care, we find ourselves living with, the, with, the, with people that we shouldn't be living with and in bondage, and with the pigs, isn't it? 
find ourselves in the desperate place. Verse 16, and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods, probably carob pods, that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. So, you know, you know, pigs eat garbage, right? That's what they eat. They eat all the leftovers, the scraps, the nasty stuff. And that's what he wants to fill his stomach with, with garbage. How bad do things have to get? Do you get to the point where you're like, man, I would just eat out of the trash. Just, I would, I would love to do that. Just to eat out of the trash. So desperate, nothing is satisfying. And... He, he finds himself at the bottom, and it says, verse 17, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? So joining himself with this farmer, he's starving, he comes to himself, and this is known, what's known as a moment of clarity. And I don't know if you've ever in your life had that moment of clarity, like, oh my goodness, I was a jerk. You know, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? I actually had a moment of clarity when my son was born, when my firstborn son, I remember, you know, stressing out. We were up for, I don't know, like a day and a half, so I was, you know, emotionally racked and, and physically strained and, and everything, and, and I remember my, my wife had our firstborn son, and the nurse came and brought him to me, and when I looked at that little guy, I remember just feeling overwhelmed with fear and responsibility and love, like I was in love with that little dude. You know, I'm just a little tiny ugly baby and all babies are ugly, I'm sorry. But he was just a little tiny ugly baby, all wrinkly and weird looking. And I'm looking at him and I just loved him. And then immediately I had a moment of clarity and that was, I felt horrible. Why did I feel horrible? Anybody? <laughs> no. Okay, here's why I felt horrible. Nobody's gonna get it. I felt horrible because I was like, did my parents love me this much? Oh my goodness, I am a horrible son. I felt like, I mean, I had this moment of clarity. Like I wanted to call my parents and say, I'm so sorry. I can't believe you love me like this. Because, you know, kids just don't love you the same as you love them, right? And so here's this son. He's realizing, man, I am a mess and I have a good father. He remembers the goodness of his father. All these years that he's, you know, wasted now living prodigally and now he he comes to himself and he realizes man my father is a good man my father has hired servants that he feeds with food to spare and here i am starving nobody's giving me enough to eat now i, I want to pause here for just a second i want to point out a difference of this parable from the parable of the sheep and the coin in the parable of the sheep the shepherd goes and finds the lost sheep, right? In the parable of the coin, the woman goes and finds the coin. Why? Because they belonged to them. That sheep was part of his property. That coin was part of his property. It doesn't tell us that this father went looking for his son. He wasn't going from town to town looking for the son. He wasn't out there trying to find him so that he could talk some sense to him. And why? Because he knew he would not listen. And I don't know if you've ever been in a position where you tried to go after somebody because you just knew they were making bad decisions and you went and you sat with them and you're going to talk some sense into them and, and you're, you know, you're all gung-ho about it, but they are not ready because they're still living in their sin and they don't, all you are is an annoyance to them. Because here's the reality. He realizes this son is not my possession. 
He's his own person. And, and yes, I'm going to pray, and yes, I'm going to seek God's face, but I'm not going to chase him down because I would just push him farther away. And so this father walks by the road where his son had left every time and looks down the road, and he, his heart is broken, and he's praying, and he's waiting patiently. But what he's done is he's given this child to God. And I think that every parent has to do that. You know, we do that probably when we're little. But, you know, a lot of times with our kids, we're kind of like Gollum. He's mine. You know, <laughs> this kid is mine. He's, you're going to do what I say. You're going to go the way I want you to go. You know, he's like, you have this sick, you know, idea that you can control this person, but they are autonomous and they have their own will and their own desires and they're going to do what they're going to do. And the best thing that you can do is give that child to God and say, God, I trust you with my kid. You're the great shepherd. You're, you're the one who sees the treasure there in my child. And, and they belong to you and not to me, and so I'm, I'm trusting you to have that heart to go after them while I pray and while I seek. And if you tell me to go, I'll go. But this son has to change his mind about his father and what he left behind, and that's what he does. And this is what's known as Repentance. A change of mind. Metanoia is what the Greek word for repentance is. It literally means to change your mind. He is with the pigs, eating with the pigs. And sometimes it takes eating with the pigs to change your mind, doesn't it? Eating with the pigs, he's like, okay, I changed my mind about my father. It wasn't so bad. My father's a good man. All the things I thought, all the, all the burdens I thought, I, all the chores I had to do, man, I wish I could go back and do those chores. And I'd have a completely different attitude. I'll do it as a slave now. And, and that's his heart. Is, you notice in verse 18, he says, I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. So he humbles himself from the place of a son, seeing that he's not worthy to be a son. And his plan is, and his heart is, I'm going to be a slave. I'm going to be a servant for my father now. Because I know that I'll have enough food. And I, I'm, I'm willing to live, live out my fate with that. But there's one problem with this plan, and that is the fact that this kid is a son. And once a son, you can't not be a son. And once a child of God, you can't not be a child of God. You can't go back and say, okay, well, I'm just going to be a slave. I'm just going to be, I can't, I'm, I'm no longer worthy to be a son. It, it just doesn't happen. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208 991 2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.